0: The fifth chapter, we're going to look at some other passages of Scripture as well, but using this as our theme in Galatians chapter 5. And we're coming, uh, this is the second part of the series, More Spirit, Less Flesh. More Spirit, Less Flesh. I'll say that one more time. More Spirit, Less Flesh. sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outburst of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, and bring one another. You may be seated in his presence. More spirit, less flesh. And the subtitle today would be Abide abide. How many really want to make a difference in the life of their community, in the life of the circle of influence that you're in? Anybody want to make a difference? Not just exist, but actually make a difference in your inner circle, in your community. You want to help youth have understanding that there is hope uh, and help people going through difficult times that they can make it through because God is able to keep them through. We all want to make this difference, but I'm here to really declare again to us that we need to walk in the spirit if we're going to make a difference. We need to walk in the spirit if we're going to make a difference, because not just even on the outside, or we look at the world and some of the things that are happening in the world, but even in the church, how many realize that uh, you better be walking in the spirit if we're going to make a, a difference? Because... Many in the church have, have fallen and, and, and can't get up. You know, that life alert thing. Help, I've fallen. And, and, I, and I can't get up. <laughs> and even in the church, many are crying out. It seem like they've, they've fallen and, and can't get up. And the walking in the spirit is essential because Galatians, the sixth chapter, after Paul is writing some things, he says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual... Should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself lest you too be tempted. He says, You who are spiritual. And it's a sad thing when you go to a church and ain't nobody spiritual. Because when you're fallen, then it seems like can't nobody help you to get up. And and Paul was writing, he wasn't writing to the bishops, he wasn't writing to the elders, he was writing to the church. And oftentimes when we think spiritual, we think that means pastor, or we think that means Sister Jackie Dobson, or or Mother Hunt, or somebody like that. That's for them. But spiritual is for everybody. Tell your neighbor that's talking to you. (laughs) We've all been called to walk after the spirit. More spirit, less flesh. We talked last week very briefly that we have a spirit and we have our flesh, but most of us are flesh-dominant. That just like we have a predominant hand, I'm right-handed, I'm right-hand dominant. Many of us are flesh dominant. And, and when we get pushed into shove, we, we go to our flesh. But God is trying to transform us to understand how we can better walk in the spirit. We said that we've got to align our story with his story. Many of us, we look at life as we want God to come into our life and understand our story. And even in today's world, everybody's telling their story. And I'm not being disrespectful of anybody's story because we all have a story. But the reality is that Christ's story is a story that ultimately matters. And we don't look at life as in our story, but we've got to look at life through his story. And when we understand his story, then our story can get that much better because his story is a story of triumph. His story is a story of true victory. And his story is a story of right relationship with the Father. So last week we talked, uh, when we, time we were together, we talked about acknowledging the Holy Spirit, that if we're going to have more spirit and less flesh, we have to acknowledge his presence. The Bible tells us that when we get saved, that, that we have the promise of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1:13 to 34 says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, We're sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. So if you are a believer and you believe, you have the Holy Spirit. And we've got to acknowledge his presence in our lives. We have to acknowledge his leadership. Somebody say leadership in our lives. Galatians 5, 18, we read it. It says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The Holy Spirit is here to lead us. Okay, He does not follow us. Right, and just make sure we don't bump our head. His job is to lead us. And so we have to acknowledge his leadership. Now, as we move on today, we want to continue to talk about more spirit and less flesh. And the subtitle would be abide. So point number one would be to have more spirit and less flesh, we must abide with him. To have more spirit and less flesh, We must abide with him, abide. There are two things that I believe very strongly that influence your life the most. The first is the books that you read. So ask yourself, what am I reading? The books that you read. Joshua 1 and 8, when when after Moses had died and Joshua took over, God tells him to meditate and meditate means to think deeply or carefully on the book of the law. He says, meditate on this book of the law. And if we go to Colossians three in the New Testament, three sixteen, he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I'm teaching now, I'm painting a picture here. So in the Old Testament, he says, let this, this the book of law meditate on it. But in the New Testament, he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And if we do that, it will increase our understanding of who Christ is, what he's done for us, and what he has provided for us. And he tells them in Joshua, if you do this, it'll make your way prosperous. Okay, so what we read, what we meditate on influences our life. I was given a, a great opportunity to go to college. Four years I spent at James Madison University. And I studied business. And they tell you to go to college, you pay all this money. So what are you paying all this money for? You're going to get some, some information. And then I had to take a class called tax accounting. All right, tax accounting. And a rich, very rich white man in his mid-50s, who was teaching the class, walks in. Southern dude, Southern gentleman. Nice Southern draw. First words out his mouth. The rich stay rich because they read the tax code. First words out his mouth. President Trump said, when they're talking about his taxes, say he don't pay taxes. He says, because I'm smart. Remember that? When was the last time you read the tax code Stay with me. We're teaching. We've set the foundation. There's an old statement that that goes along in in America. It's it's not appropriate, but it's been said that if you want a person of color to not find something, put it in a book. (laughs) They'll never find it. You see, education, and you look at the history, education has been withheld from people because if I can keep you from reading, Okay, if I can keep you from studying, I can keep you from progressing. That's why even the prison, the pipeline we talk about, they look at educational information in the third and fourth grade to determine how many prison cells I'm going to need. What we read. Point number two that we need to make is studying the word of God is an essential part of abiding in the Spirit. Studying the Word of God is an essential part of abiding in the Spirit. John 14, 26, Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. He says this, John 14, 26, you can read it when you get home. He says, he will teach you all things... And bring you to remembrance all that I have said to you. So Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will teach or instruct you all things on my words that I have said to you. And we know remember, re meaning to do again. Right? And remembrance means to put into your mind. Okay? You can't remember something that you never remembered in the first place. Right? So we have to put it there so that the Holy Spirit can remind us it's like this. I remember there was a young man who was growing up in our church. He was probably three years old. And I don't have all the, I'm getting older, so I don't remember every detail, but I remember very powerfully that I had to watch him for a little bit. And he knew me, but he didn't know me really well. And so I did what every responsible adult does that, you know, they have a child they're watching, is I put on a TV. So he, he's coming in, he's not saying a whole lot to me. But I turn on the TV and I scroll through and I saw that a program that I enjoyed coming up, as I was coming up, was coming on. So I put it on. It took about 30 seconds. He looks at me and goes, Spider Man? Why do I say that? The Holy Spirit is interested in all things Jesus. Okay? Sometimes it may seem like the Holy Spirit may not be engaging us because there's nothing of interest that we're talking about. See, we're talking about empire and star. (laughs) I'm trying to teach And how we can't stand our boss right and my spouse getting on our nerves what we're engaging what we're meditating on he's not interested but as soon as we flip to something that he's interested in (laughs) watch me now see see when your wife just fusses you out for the 15th time this week right And then you decide to open up your Bible and just turn it there where it says, Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Holy Spirit, but like Christ? (laughs) <laughs> see, that, see that's what i'm talking about see see i can help you with this <laughs> you see what i'm saying let me let me tell you about how christ loves see then he'll start talking to you see see you're gonna have to be patient and it's like christ is patient with his church <laughs> yeah she gonna fuss you out again trust me but you can handle it because christ did not say a mumbling word <laughs> hey I don't, don't say nothing don't say that she gonna say it but don't say nothing because he will See, see he starts testifying about christ See, when we put some stuff to our attention that exemplifies Christ, then he gets involved. You following? So that's why it is essential for us to meditate on the word, to study the word, because that is the essential part of abiding. I'm talking about people who want to walk in the spirit. It's an essential part of Abiding. Second thing is I told you there are two things that influence you what you read and meditate on the second is the people you interact with huh ask yourself who am i hanging with the people you interact with 1 Corinthians chapter 15:33 he says do not be deceived Bad company ruins good morals. So don't fool yourself. <laughs> don't fool yourself. Bad company ruins good morals. Any parents ever try to tell you, don't hang with that person? Huh? They saw something coming. Because bad company ruins Good character or good morals, as the Bible says. The Holy Spirit dwells or abides with us. Somebody say abides. Let's turn to John 14, 15 through 17. John 14, 15 through 17. And I'm taking some time to teach this series because it's essential for us as a church. All right. It's essential. John 14. Jesus, again, is talking about the Holy Spirit. We want to see some things here. He says, if you love me. That's a key word right there. Love. See that? If you love me. Love is a strong word. We're going to talk about that next week. <laughs> love me. Watch, He says, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you, how long? Forever. You see that? A comforter to be with us, another helper, and he's talking about the Holy Spirit, to be with you, how long? Jason Nelson has a song, forever is a long time. That's how much I love you? forever is a long time somebody say forever forever Forever. even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him says but for he because it is not you will know him for he dwells or abides with you and will be in you you get that so the holy spirit is here forever he abides with us and he abides in us. We get that's what Jesus said. If you went home after service today and you walked into your house and somebody was living in your house, somebody was in there, right? Somebody was in there, feet up, watching TV, something cooking <laughs> in the kitchen. Uh-huh. Walking in your bedroom. Right? Walking around. Maybe they redecorated a few things, put some stuff in a different place because they didn't particularly like how you had it set up. They thought maybe your decorating style was dated or old, and so they just put some new stuff out and, and, and rearranged. What would you do? <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> I bring that up because it's essential to understand that. He says the Holy Spirit is going to be with us forever. But let's look at, at, at the, the, the relationship here. See, at one point in time, we were under the law. That's why Galatians 5.18 says, who who, He who walks after the Spirit is not under the law. So what does that mean? We know that we have the law. Okay, There is a moral law right, that the Bible says in, Galatians, in Romans 2.14 That even the unbeliever in their own, has their conscience to bear witness about certain truths of right or wrong. Right. Thou shalt not kill. You don't need a law to tell you that. It's written on our consciousness. Okay, But we also have the the ceremonial law that, that he gave to Moses. There were things like what you could eat. You know, that's why certain people don't eat like they don't eat pork. Because the Bible says in, in, in Leviticus that you can't eat pork, right? There was certain clothing you couldn't wear together. You had to do certain ceremonies at certain times, right? You had a law, and all the law was showing us about the holiness of God. We talked about that. But the, law, the Bible says in Romans 3, 19, 20, that the, the law produces the knowledge of sin. So now when we have a law, it tells us that there's sin, right? When you go in 70 miles an hour on 270... But You saw the law sign that said 55. You know you're wrong. You see what I'm saying? But it was the law that helped you to understand that you were wrong. Otherwise, you would have just been cruising out of speed without any knowledge about what was right or wrong. It's the law helps us know where we stand. See, we know not to covet because the law says thou shalt not covet. But Romans 7, 1 through 6, let's look at this. Romans chapter 7. Is that all right if I take my time and teach? Romans chapter 7, 1 through 6. Because there's some principles here that that are related. He says this. He says, "Or do you not know, brethren, for I speak to those who have the law, that the law has dominion, dominion, control of, over, A man as long as he lives for the woman who has a husband, right, is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of the husband. So if while her husband lives, she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she marry another man. Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another. To him who was raised from the dead, that's Jesus, that we should bear fruit to God. For when we were in the flesh... The sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. So, so, so what's that saying? See, the law says that's sin, but it also aroused our passions. You know, when somebody tells you not to do something, guess what you want to do do exactly what they told you not to do so so the law being good when we see the law it arouses our passions don't have that so we we gotta have it you can't have her no i gotta have her are you following It, it arouses our passions and it says here that when we were under the law, we were under the control of the dominion of the law. The law had dominion over us, So it was our dominant hand. It was our dominant feature. It was the one that controlled. It was the one that we were tied to. It was the one that we were married to, so to speak. But the Bible says that in Christ, when we accept Christ, that we died with Christ through the law. So just like a married woman is no longer obligated to her husband when he dies, we're no longer obligated to be under the law in Christ Jesus. Are you following? And so now that we're, we're no longer obligated to the law or the flesh, we can now live by the spirit. Does that make sense? We can now be married to the spirit. Does that make sense? All right. So, so we have to understand that we have to declare ourselves dead to sin. If we're going to have more spirit and less flesh, we must declare ourselves dead to sin. Make sense? But if we're in Christ now, he didn't say that we're just free to be free agents, but we're now free to be married or walk in Christ and the spirit. Right? And Jesus said, if you love me and you're keeping me by commandments, then I'm going to send you the spirit right? So the spirit is not in our lives as an intruder, but he has the right to be there. Are you following? So just like when you walked home and saw somebody, that person did not have the right to be there, but the Holy Spirit has the right to be there. <laughs> Are you making sense? Because that's what Jesus, who you say you love, right? Has said, I'm going to give you the spirit of the father and of the son, which is the Holy Spirit. And he will abide with you forever. This thing is good. The people in your life will influence you. Watch this. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's not going anywhere. My beautiful wife was not always my beautiful wife. She was my beautiful girlfriend at one point. A couple of things. My brother-in-law, my wife lived with my brother-in-law when I first met her. He works for the Postal Service. So he gets up like at the crack of dawn, like real early. And so they used to go to bed at 830. Lord, 830. 830? <laughs> <830. laughs> what kind of foolishness? No, no. <laughs> I'm a night owl. I get my second wind about 9 o'clock. So here I call, call calling 10.30, hello, what, wait, what are you talking about? (laughs) I'm gonna say this one thing and I'm gonna keep moving. My wife now goes to bed probably about midnight every night. Because she doesn't live with her brother anymore, she lives with me. That'll preach, but now let's keep following this. See, one thing I loved about my wife, before she was my wife, my girlfriend, she lived in Germantown. So she moved now from her brother and lived with her good friend, Shelly. They lived in Germantown. I lived with my parents, my dad, in Rockville. And whenever she would get on my nerves, can I, can I say it that way, is that? Or wanna talk to me about something I didn't wanna talk about? The good news was she lived in Germantown. <laughs> And I lived in Rockville. She wanted to talk to me about something. Ooh, it's getting late. Yeah, yeah, well, see you later. So I only probably saw her a couple times a week because she lived in Germantown and I lived in Rockville. But when she was irking my nerves and just whatever the reason, the good news was she lived in Germantown. God be the glory. And I lived in Rockville. But as God have it, June 16th, 1997, I got down on one knee, and I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. And then on June 13th, 1998, we got married. We couldn't get married on June 16th, which is also my birthday, because it was a Tuesday, and she didn't want to get married on a Tuesday because she didn't think people would come. So we had to move it to the Saturday before, which was the 13th. That's how we got married on the 13th. <laughs> then we got married. But here's the, here's the rub. See, we had a condo, like a little uh, rental condo in Montgomery Village, right? So I lived in Montgomery Village, and she lived in Montgomery Village. And she would start getting on my, on my nerves. Can I, say, can, I, can I say that politely? You know, she she would want I would wash my clothes, right? Yeah, yeah. And she, she would be upset with me because I didn't wash her clothes with my clothes. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, all this time I wash my own clothes, you wash your own clothes. You're all upset and I have this long, drawn-out conversation about why I can- I'm not washing your clothes. <laughs> well, my clothes. Oh, my Lord Jesus. But <laughs> the time was we both lived in Montgomery Village in the same unit. It's slept in the exact same bed. Oh, my dear Jesus. You should be washing our clothes together. What are you talking about? (laughs) And it hit me like a ton of bricks. This woman's presence in my life was going to influence my life for the rest of my life. the Holy Spirit is not visiting us. He's not coming for a few days just to hang out for a little while. The Holy Spirit has brought all his stuff because he's not going anywhere. See, it, it, it is his abode. Now this is where he is staying and he's bringing all of his idiosyncrasies with him. And here's the challenge. See, when Jiku was trying to abide with me, I was not trying to abide with Wenjiku. I wanted to enjoy the things that I enjoyed about her presence with Wenjiku, but I was not really trying to abide with Wenjiku. And what God is telling us, many of us we want to enjoy what we want about the Holy Spirit, but we're not really trying to abide with the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is here to abide with us, to influence us. To teach us, to engage us, to, to be more like Christ. But we were, we're just trying to still do me. Because in the first two years of my marriage, I was still trying to just do me. I'm glad you're here, but can I still do me? He's abiding with us. I got to wrap up because we got baptism. He's abiding with us. He's abiding with us. But sometimes, you so, know, our old flame likes to show up. <laughs> Anybody have an old flame that just, <laughs> you, you, you tried to move on, but you know, the old flame just always wants to pop their head in, hit you with a post on, on, on social media or something, just to try to see if they still got influence. <laughs> Come on. Come on, see if they, you will still meet them for lunch. You know, you broke up two months ago. Come on in here, y'all acting quiet. So you're trying to pop up and show up. See, this is, this is, what, he, this is what he says. He says that, that the, the works of the flesh are evident in Galatians. He says when you were under the law and how you were living, uh, the works of the flesh are evident. He says, now the works of the flesh are sexual immorality, impurity. Impurity. Some folk is nasty, you know what I'm saying? Impurity. <laughs> Sensuality. <laughs> Whatever our senses feel, that's what we want to do. <laughs> Talk to me in here, somebody. Idolatry. <laughs> we'll idolize anybody. Basketball, football, even our own selves. Idolatry. Sorcery. <laughs> we got to look at our horoscope every morning to see what the, the lucky stars are lining up for, for us today. <laughs> Enmity. <laughs> That there's always some kind of issue. Everybody always... Beefing. There's always some strife. There's always some struggle that we've got to go through. Jealousy. Deacon Monroe looked better than me. I wish he'd get in a car accident, so he'd get a scar on his face and so he don't look better than me. You see, we got all this jealousy that comes up because of our own nature. Fits of anger. <laughs> Come on in here, somebody. It only takes one word to set some folk off. You just say one wrong thing, it don't blew up in your face, cuss you from California all the way on back. Just fits of anger, ready to knock your head off. Over one small incident. Oh. Rivalries. <laughs> I mean, sibling rivalries. I mean, this faction. You got the blood, you got the crypt, you got all kinds of folk. Even in the church, just rivalries. Yeah. Dissensions, divisions, envy, <laughs> drunkenness. Let's not even talk about drunkenness. <laughs> Folk full of all kinds of stuff, all kinds of spirits, but it, ain't, but it ain't the Holy Spirit. My Bible in ESV next says orgies. I don't got time for that today. We got to get the baptism. But all, kind, all kinds of stuff and things like these. I can't list them all, but stuff like this. He says, I warn you, such before that, those who practice will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit says, I've come to abide. <laughs> see, I've come to, to live here. This is my abode now. I've come to, to teach. I've been instructed to teach you all things concerning Christ. And so when these things start to creep up, I, I've got to say something, see, because now Christ is now involved, see. When Christ gets involved, then I get involved, see. I've got to start speaking something. So I, I'm here to, to redecorate, to, to, to move a few things around. to, to have some influence in your life to see how we really need to live. I want to abide with you. See, the Holy Spirit ain't here just to tickle our fancy. See, I didn't get married to just have a fancy tickled. I had to end up abiding with my wife. I had to abide there long enough so that I can get some fruit out of this thing. You know what I'm saying? I've got Trinity Monet Cyrus, that's some fruit. I got Angel Renee Cyrus, that's some fruit. I have Antonio Jeffrey Cyrus Jr., that's some fruit. I wasn't just playing around in this thing, but I got to abide in this thing because I'm here for. See, you know the Spirit is abiding there because then he says in Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit, and the fruit takes time he didn't say work of the spirit but he says the fruit of the spirit you know fruit is born in time when you abide then there's some fruit he says we've got love we've got joy we've got peace we've got patience we've got kindness we've got goodness we've got faithfulness we've got gentleness we've got self control and against that there is no law that that when the Holy Spirit is abiding with us this is what he's going to produce in us He's going to lead us to Christ-likeness, lead us to have more joy in our lives, lead us to have more peace in our lives, lead us to have more goodness in our lives. I can bless you, brother. I don't got to be jealous. I can bless you, help you out, help you get to the next level, and give God praise while you're on your way. Even if my blessing ain't come, I can still bless you. I've got faithfulness. I can be faithful. I can be consistent. I can be day in. I can be day out ups I'm there downs I'm there I got the goodness the fruit of the spirit (laughs) because he's abiding with us do you want to abide with him today I'm closing because we got to go but do you want to abide with the spirit he's here for good he's here to dwell with us we need to abide with him we need to abide with him we need to abide with him. Stand on your feet. I just want to pray with everybody in the room. All over this building, this in your own heart. If you desire to abide with the spirit, just, just let him know. Holy Spirit, I acknowledge your presence. And I acknowledge that you're here to abide with me forever. And I want to abide with you. Father, I thank you and I bless you for your church. I thank you that this is not a carnal church, but this is a spiritual church. Because the Holy Spirit abides in each and every one of us. And Holy Spirit we invite you to abide with us. We open up our hearts for you to abide with us. Teach us all things Jesus. Teach us all things well. Abide with us. Redecorate our lives. Change some things around. Change our attitudes around. Change our mentality about some things around. Change our disposition around. As we abide with you. It might not look for tomorrow Tomorrow, might not be next week but if we stay and there let you dwell with us and abide with us uh, things will be more like you holy spirit you are welcome here holy spirit you are welcome here to abide with us and we declare ourselves the spiritual as we abide with jesus and we thank you father and we bless you god in jesus name we pray amen give god praise give god honor Give him glory for the abiding of his spirit. As we close, before we get to baptism, we have two last things we want to do. Baptism, and we want to see if there's somebody in the house that does not know Jesus while you're praying. If somebody does not know Jesus, you've never confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You've never acknowledged your sin, that you've fallen short. But not to stay there and defeat, but realize that Jesus Christ died for you. And He's the answer. He is the one for salvation. Somebody want to give their life to Jesus today. Somebody want to get saved today. This is a day of celebration for you. Doesn't matter what you're in or what you're involved with, if you hear the Spirit of God calling you to himself. I invite you to come. Is there somebody that wants to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior today? Somebody says, I want to be the child of God. I was created to be. Is there somebody that wants to accept Jesus today? Is there one? Is there one? Is there somebody that you're already saved and you want to make this your church home? You hear God is calling you saying, this is the place I want you to be. To work out your soul salvation. Is there somebody that wants to make this their church home? So there's two things here. Somebody wants to get saved. You want to give your life to Jesus for the very first time. Is there somebody here today that wants to make Jesus Lord of their life? Is there somebody that wants to join this local fellowship? You hear God saying this is the place I want you to be. God bless you. I see I see. Is there somebody else? Is there somebody else? Come on, let's celebrate with her. But is there somebody else that wants to accept Jesus or wants to make this their church home? Hey, amen. Amen. Come on, give God praise. Somebody else is coming. Is there another? We'll take another minute. Is there another? When you hear God speak to you, don't harden your heart. Just say yes, Lord, and trust him with the journey. Somebody want to get saved? Somebody want to make this their church home? Everybody pray. You want to sweep the building? Want to give you the opportunity? Somebody want to get saved or make this their church home? Amen. If we're all content with where we are in Christ, give God one more clap of hand of praise. Thank you for his goodness and his mercy. Amen. We have one more order of business, which is baptism. Let's pray as we have one brother to baptize today. We turn it over to the deacons. Let's move forward in ministry.
1: As we get uh, prepared for baptism, may we stand for scripture reading and prayer. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. I'll be reading from Matthew 28, starting at verse 16 to verse 20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had directed, And made appointment with them. And when they saw him, they fell down, worshiped him. But some doubted. Jesus approached and, breaking the silence, said to them, All authority, all power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go then and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and in the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you and behold I am with you all the days perpetually uniformly and on every occasion to the very close and consummation of the end of age. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father we thank you for this day Lord Father God. We will rejoice in it because we know you have made this day just for us Lord Father God. Lord Father God we pray for the candidate The man of God that's going down in the water today, Lord Father God. Lord Father God, he's saying right now to everyone in this church, Lord Father God, that I want to follow you, Lord Father God. That I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord Father God. That I want to go down in the water, the old man, and come up renewed in the spirit of God. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. 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 have a good day. God is doing great things. Hallelujah. You can stand to your feet. Amen. Abide with Him. Enjoy your week. Remember in Christ, we're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. And we're more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. Father, we thank you and we bless you for this time. We thank you for what you've done and doing in our lives. God, we appreciate, Lord, the church that you've called out. We appreciate the fellowship corporately together with you. And as we leave this place, God, help us to have your love in our hearts, one for another. And God, and to be all you've called for us to be. At home, at work, school, wherever it is, God, help us to represent you and lift your name in high. We thank you for your protection and keeping power until we meet again. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace and peace.